Welcome to Tailboard Talk, a fourth shift fitcast. The mission of Tailboard Talk and the fourth shift fitness is to educate and train fire service personnel to increase durability and decrease the potential for injuries and their associated costs. My name is Chris Morella, owner and founder of Fourth Shift Fitness. I'll use my experience as a personal trainer, strength coach, and 15-year veteran of the fire service to deliver tips, tricks, lessons, and information specifically geared towards the health and wellness of firefighters and paramedics. Each episode, you'll leave with immediate deliverables that will improve performance and resilience and keep you in the fight through your career and into retirement. Let's get into it. What's up, crew? Welcome to episode seven of Tailboard Talk, and we're jumping right into this one because today I'm talking to Annette Zapp from Fire SQ Fitness, and we're going over one of our favorite topics, Devote December. I know I did an entire episode about this before where I talked about uh, incentivized fitness programs, Devote December, and Spring for Change. This one's quick, though. It's just Devote December, and it's very important because we're going to talk about the couple of ways you can use Devote December, the couple of ways you can get involved, and also what we're going to be doing in November to lead up to December. So make sure you check out the video we're talking about. It's in the show notes and follow the hashtag tiny habits as we go through November and get ready for December. All right, guys, this one nails the pillars of tailboard talk, the purposeful, practical, and applicable. I hope you dig it. I'll talk to you soon. Here we go. Episode seven with Annette Zapp. Annette Zapp, what's happening? Thanks for joining me on this cold, cold, 30-ish degree, windy Chicago morning. How are you? I am great. Hey, 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 good morning. And I just got back from my hashtag walk every damn day. And let me tell you, it was cold. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Katie and Nathan are going for a walk now so we can have this talk together. And uh, I'm seeing how long it lasts because he is rambunctious this morning. And sitting in the stroller is tough for him in general. And then being cold is going to be even more challenging. So hopefully they're having a good time out there in the tundra. Anywho's, let's talk about Devote December. Because it's coming up. We're in November now. It's officially the first today when we're recording this. And we were, we've were we been talking for the past few months about how we want to use Devote December this year. Now, of course, we're going to keep it as suicide prevention and awareness. We're going to keep using the numbers from the Firefighter Behavioral Health Alliance. We're going to use those numbers on a daily basis and then do something based off that number. But the issue we ran into last year was, and it's not an issue, I shouldn't say, but it was an acute impact. So we had people that would do it a couple of days or just for December. And then kind of, that was it. We want to turn into some kind of way to help people with a little bit of behavior change or creating good habits. So I asked you to look up a video and the video is called tiny habits. And the guy who uh, put it on is his name is BJ fog F O G G. And it was a Ted talk. Uh, you've watched it. You've kind of taken a few notes on it. So why don't you run me through what you think of this tiny habits idea as we lead up to devote December. I love TED Talks because the people that are doing them are absolute experts in their field. They're so succinct. They're 15, 20 minutes tops. But this one really, really spoke to me because habits are the way that I like to communicate with my clients and my fire departments and my firefighters. So, so many people have goals and and they're so focused on the outcome of those goals that they don't backtrack and focus on the behaviors that are going to influence those goals. And so this Tiny Habits YouTube was amazing because it talked a lot about behaviors. And so the three things that the, um, the guy talked about were you need 
the want or motivation to make a change. You need the ability to make that change. And then the thing that most people miss is the trigger. So here's an example. Firefighters talk to me all the time and they say, oh, I want to get in shape. I'm super motivated to lose some weight. So they have number one down. Most of them have the financial means and they have the the smarts, the brains. So they have the ability. They have that down. They also have me to coach them. So they've got number one and number two. What they're missing is the trigger. And so to give a really, really simple example, I had one of my firefighters with foot pain. And so I needed him to do a series of stretches, nothing complicated, but I needed him to do them about five times a day. And he was just having a really, really hard time remembering and being motivated and getting that done. So he wanted to feel better. It was simple. He had the ability, but what we were missing was the trigger. So what we did was I told him, every time you go on a call, you're going to come back and after you back the rig in, you're going to get off the rig. And before you even put your station shoes back on, I want you to do your stretches. And then amazingly enough, two days later, he reported to me, I'm doing my stretches five times a day. And that's a perfect example of that. And it brings back, like the video said, you gave that guy uh, a very tiny goal or a very tiny task to do. And then the main thing he talked about was anchoring it to an action you already do. And this is where I've fallen down on my, my behavior change stuff before is, so I'll say like, Hey, I want to start journaling or I want to start doing just like you're talking about stretching. And all I know is that sometime throughout the day, I got to get this done. And then inevitably it gets bounced around. Like I won't do it now. I'll do it later. I'll do it after lunch. I know. Okay. I didn't do it then. I know at nighttime I'll have a chance to do it. So I'll do it then. But what this whole theory is kind of based off is that you take something you're already going to do. That's relatively non-negotiable. It's already part of your lifestyle. And then you anchor this tiny little thing right after it. And the example he gave was, well, he used a couple. One of them was flossing your teeth. So pick a routine you already do, uh, like after you get out of the shower or after you get up in the morning and go to the bathroom and floss one tooth. That's the level of tiny he was talking about. And then the next day, maybe you just floss one tooth again. And the next day, two teeth. And the next day, three teeth. But you always anchor that right after something you're always going to do. Now, I want to give a quick disclaimer here because there's a, a growing trend to get really caught up in certain words that we're using, habit, motivation, behavior change, whatever. Uh, that's the nice thing about having a strength coach background like we have is that you can look at one movement and you might call it uh, a back squat. I might call it a high bar back squat. Somebody else might call it uh, something else back squat. But we know that at the core of it, we're trying to all achieve a certain goal. And it doesn't really matter to most strength coaches what you call something. And so you can call it behavior change, you can call it motivation, you can call it habits, whatever you want. The goal here is to take something that you weren't doing before that you're going to see as beneficial, implement it into your lifestyle on a continued basis, and then be better for it in the end. I think, um, well, first of all, can I just give us kudos because it is November 1st and we've been actually talking about this Devote December thing for a couple months, as opposed to last year when you texted me on like, oh, I don't know. The twenty seventh. Um, it was very close. Yeah, it was. It was tight, but we got it done. It was tight. And uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to say this is a better way to do it. It's. I'm not going to say it's more comfortable because I've been thinking about it a lot more. Uh, but I can certainly see the benefits of being a little more organized <laughs> as I've worked with you over the past year or so. Uh, I'm not going to change. Stop trying to change me. But I see the benefits of it for sure. 
so the next part he added on there, though, was the celebration, right? And I think this is something that a lot of us miss is he said that anytime you do that little task, that little accomplishment, even if it's flossing one tooth or just doing your stretches before uh, changing in your station shoes, you have to celebrate. You have to tie, first of all, tie that initial action to an anchor, and then you have to tie a celebration to that action after you complete it. And I can see that as I watch the video, I can see that being a downfall of our firemen because it's kind of cheesy, right? He basically (laughs) says like, Give yourself a round of applause and say, yes, I'm awesome. Well, you are awesome, but. Yeah, I'll do that because it's relatively obnoxious and it's fun to yell. I'm awesome uh, <laughs> on the bay floor. If you're if you're changing something, it's something that you're not feeling comfortable with. So you don't want to draw more attention to it. You feel a little bit exposed, a little bit vulnerable when you're trying to change yourself for the better sometimes. So what are some ways that you've seen of a little bit of celebration, a little bit of patting yourself on the back that's been useful, but people are comfortable with in more of a public setting or a setting that's a lot of times like an athletic team where if you do something goofy, you're going to, you're going to hear about it for the next, I don't know, decade. (laughs) Well, the fire service would be the rest of your career and possibly afterwards. You know that, right? Most likely afterwards, if not longer. Yeah. (laughs) You're legendary. Well, you know what? Here's a great example because I'm looking at my refrigerator right now. Um, my goal was to walk 100 miles between October 8th and Thanksgiving. And so what I do instead of after my walk saying, oh, I'm awesome and doing the butt dance on my front porch, I come immediately in, I take off my shoes, I walk to my refrigerator, I write down my mileage for the day, and I add up my total. And then in my mind, I gloat a little bit because you are the only person that said I wouldn't be able to do it. And I go, (laughs) boom, 74 miles today, Chris Morella, take that. So just something like recording that or possibly sharing it with a close friend or a family member or even in your head just saying, I am killing it. I think all of those ways are good ways to reinforce your new good habit. Okay. I am... I did say you would not be able to do it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I'll be your biggest cheerleader when you succeed. But in the meantime, I'll always be kind of doubting you a little bit. Maybe that'll let a fire. If it's not useful, then it's not useful. But if it is, it seems like uh, it seems like basically you're welcome for, for giving you the power to walk your 100 <laughs> miles or whatever. So you're welcome for that. And good job, me, for motivating you. Is that what you're saying? That's pretty much what I'm saying. Perfect. Now, so I want to tie this back to Devote December. Because one of the things that you reached out to me, uh, again, way too early for my liking, but just a week or so ago was that you wanted to turn Devote December, not just to a a quick hit, just into a month-long thing, but give people a tool to create useful and meaningful and purposeful habit change and lifestyle change. And so what were you thinking for November? So starting when this is going to come out on Wednesday, just a couple of days from now, what are we going to see from you in November leading up and from me? leading up to Devote December? Well, my biggest beef, if we can call it that, about Devote December um, or shortcoming was that we had some wonderful, wonderful participants. We raised a lot of awareness. But what I when I really looked at it, we were having the trigger, which is the reporting of a firefighter suicide, triggering the behavior of someone doing their push-ups or their meditation or their drinking their water or whatever they were doing, which is great. But I don't know if there was a lot of follow-through and carryover for the rest of the year. And we know that by 
taking care of ourselves physically, we help take care of ourselves mentally. So my thought when I texted you way too early for your liking was that we use November as kind of a warm up to ease us into December. So we're creating even a little bit bigger habit and we're not using that trigger of firefighter suicides in November. We're using some other sort of trigger. So I'm going to go ahead and start posting probably my, my walks is what I'm going to use. Um, start posting that. And I'm going to encourage other people to post what they're doing to start getting ready for Devote December as well. What do you think you're going to do? I really don't know. I, I, I might stick with the journaling thing because especially in the past couple months, I really started to like doing that when I do it. But like I said before, I don't anchor to anything. And usually at first I viewed it as like this big, I'm going to sit down and write an essay, right? But the more I did it, the more I realized like, oh, this can just be like three or four lines today if that's all I feel I need to put down on the page. And so it doesn't have to take a long time. So I think I'm going to start using journaling uh, or continue to use journaling, but I'm going to be very, very purposeful about anchoring it to something I'm already doing. Uh, And that's going to take a little bit of trial and error. But I think you're right. That way, I already have it set that I have these routines and these anchor things I'm already doing. Adding one more thing onto it or in place of something else won't be that large of a of a gap when devote December comes around. And then the more consistent we are with it in December, the better chance we have of continuing any kind of positive lifestyle change after December. And this brings us to something that you bring up and you lecture on a lot, which is everything is connected. It's all connected, right? Take us through your idea of it's all connected for the millionth time, and then be ready to take us through it a hundred more times because it's something like we've talked about in the past six months, especially it is so easy to lose, lose perspective on how everything is connected. I was thinking about this while I was on my walk. I was trying to think of a really, really profound example of how it's better to keep something in good condition rather than let it get out of condition and have to put it put it back together. So the best example I could come up with was Chris Morella gets a brand new fancy truck. And if Chris Morella has a brain in his head, he's going to make sure it stays clean. He's going to make sure that it gets its oil changes and its alignments and its new tires and all of those good things. So his truck stays in great condition so he can drive it as long as he wants to. Now, if he decides he's going to sort of drive it like it's stolen and miss some of the um, maintenance, it's going to become, it's going to get into a state of disrepair. And then it's probably going to cost him a fair amount of money to get it back into a state of, of running well, if he ever can get it into that state. So let's then apply that example to mental health. If we allow ourselves to get down that rabbit hole of depression and hopelessness and helplessness and suicidal ideations and all of those things, it is very, very difficult to pull ourselves back out of that. It's not impossible, but it's very, very difficult. It's also really miserable being there. So instead of doing that, if we can start taking care of our mental health before we ever get into that situation, that's optimal. So those things that are all related include paying good attention to our sleep. The average adult needs seven to nine hours, period. If you're not getting seven to nine hours of sleep, you are not going to function optimally. And in the fire service, yes, we have many nights of interrupted sleep, but we also need to focus on recouping that sleep. So sleep, 
put it in the bucket. Nutrition, it's so, so, so important. There's data everywhere that indicates the better you eat, the better you feel. And it's correlated with your mental health. Put the nutrition in the bucket. The next one is mindfulness or journaling or meditation or whatever you want to call it. But getting in touch with your brain is very, very, very important. And then prong number four is movement. If you are not moving your body and exercising in a meaningful fashion, your body is not functioning optimally. So you have to put those four things together to help bolster your mental health to hopefully make sure you're never going to go down that rabbit hole of depression and PTSD and all of those things that we talk about. And you can't just say, I'm going to do those things. You need to have a very strong plan of action to get those things done. And you can't just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to sleep seven to nine hours and I'm going to have optimal nutrition and, 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 because you have to, again, start with those tiny habits. So make one positive change. And if that positive change can start this month in November and start carrying through for the rest of the year, then you can accumulate those other wins as you go along. And let's just bring it back full circle now, because that was all the information, right? That was that was that was all of spring for change and devote to summer wrapped up in one. Blah. But I don't I don't want to lose sight of how how I don't want to say easy, how small we have to start to approach this project. Because what we do as firefighters and first responders is we say, okay, I need these four things. Get ready, lifestyle, because here they come. And that's why we do the New Year's resolution thing so hard and then it falls off in February. So remember what we're talking about here, those are the four huge prongs, as Annette said, but it starts as small as drinking a glass of water after you wake up. It starts as small as flossing one tooth. Very, very small steps. And over the course of a year, two years, three years, we develop this well-rounded kind of lifestyle and way of operating, but it all fits in seamlessly. And when you get to the end of that long, long project, because we are, we're just a long, long project, all these things that were at one point seemed insurmountable and enormous projects will just be things you do throughout the day. And you'll have a surprisingly large amount of bandwidth left to take on new things or tackle new projects because you have your baseline set and it already encompasses these things. Don't lose sight of the fact that it starts so, so tiny. I got something to say. One tiny, small thing executed relentlessly is way better than a huge plan that you completely throw in the trash every day. For sure. All right, Annette. So we got, uh, we went over our tiny habits. Like I said, watch that video afterwards, TED Talk, BJ Fogg. Went over the couple ways you can use Devote December, right? You can use it as a quick hit. Please get involved uh, and you'll see us start to ramp up our coverage of it as December gets closer. So like we both said last year, if all you do is get up one day and join us, we love it. That's exactly what we need. But if you want to use this as maybe a start or the beginning of a path to some habit changes in your lifestyle, it's also extremely valuable for that. So if that's what you want to use it for, we are here for you and we would love to see that. Annette, why don't you close us out uh, any kind of final thoughts or stuff you want to just wrap up here with? I love it. Absent any other information, sleep makes everything better. So if you don't know what to do, work on your sleep first. And so let's stick with that. I love, and I said, we're going to wrap it up, but let's just hit that real quick. Give me a, give me a tiny, a tiny thing 
a one step, a one seed thing that someone can do to make their sleep better? I would say establish a bedtime routine and make it simple. Okay. Give me an example. Uh, I will go to bed at nine o'clock. And so at five minutes to nine, I will go brush my teeth, put on my PJs and crawl in bed. Now for a lot of people, that sounds like at nine o'clock shows over, right? And I'm going to add on to your nine o'clock bedtime and say, I don't even care if you're on the phone. I don't care if you're up for another hour in bed watching a movie. I don't care if you're working on your computer for another hour in bed, but just getting in bed at nine o'clock. And then we can start to very, very slowly narrow down that habit over the course of time. Do you agree with that? I do. I mean, it's terrible to, to watch TV in bed and all of those things are terrible, but if we can establish that bedtime first and then start peeling back those layers of terribleness, I agree. <laughs> I'm going to say it's, I'm going to say it's not the best. I'm not going to call it terrible because I really enjoy it. So I'm going to call it terrible. Hashtag blue light. I'm telling Jacqueline. That's fine. I wear my glasses too. I got my glasses. Okay. So yeah, that's an example of the small steps we're talking about guys and girls. Don't worry. It's not going to be as big as it sounds. And you're going to get to watch in November, the small steps we're taking to get ready for December. So for Annette and I of Devote December and Spring for Change, thank you for checking out Tailboard Talk, a four shift fit cast. Annette, where can people find you? Oh, well, the best place to find me is on Instagram at firesqfitness. Beautiful. And as always, guys, I'm at fourth shift, the number four TH shift fitness, four shift fitness on Facebook and Instagram and four shift fit at gmail.com is my email. Thanks again for hanging out. I'm going to talk to you real soon. We got another episode coming out in two weeks. We're going to get back into the strength and conditioning stuff. I'm also going to have an update on the fall fitness initiative I did with my fire department. We got the numbers in for that and we started ordering product prizes for people. So get ready for the update on that. As always, thanks for hanging out. I'll talk to you soon and be a force shifter.